It's the Andy Social Podcast, episode 212. This week's guest is Lance Laser. Lance is from Adelaide. He's one of the guys from Tough Boys, a great band that I got to see earlier this year when I was in Adelaide doing a bunch of podcasts. I went to their EP launch for their latest release, Action International, a top, top EP, like really, really good. Um, highly recommended. So I'll have links in the show notes. And if you're listening to this episode on time, this Sunday, the 29th of March, 2020, they are releasing their next single called Greek Olympics. Uh, the song is from the EP and there'll be a video clip coming out on Sunday. And if you're listening to this after the 29th of March, um, I'll update the show notes and embed either a Facebook or a YouTube video in the show notes there so you can check that out. I'll also have the video clip for the previous uh, single, Sexy Man, which is pretty out there. And um, hopefully you guys get a kick out of it. But uh, Lance is a top guy. I've known him since... Oh, uh, since maybe we were 16 years old, or at least one of us was 16 years old, and we were chatting on MIRC, so we talk about a bit of that in the chat, and um, just talk about Tough Boys and a bunch of the other projects he's been involved with over the years. Um, he's a really out there guy, um, just a really top dude, and uh, stoked to uh, know him and be able to have him on the podcast as well. So make sure you go and check out Tough Boys on Facebook. Uh, I think it's facebook.com slash official. Um, I'll put links to the Spotify and YouTube pages in the show notes over at andydowling.net, or you can check out the uh, show notes in your podcast player uh, and also uh, Facebook and Twitter links to Lance as well. Um, also, we mentioned, I think briefly uh, in this chat, um, there was another project that Lance did uh, about a year or two ago called Me, um, and I'm sure he doesn't want this highlighted as much, but um, I absolutely love this. Basically, basically, he grabbed a whole bunch of karaoke uh, tracks of these famous uh, famous songs and just changed all the words to basically make it sound like he's singing about himself. Um, I'm describing this really badly, um, but I'll put links to the Facebook and Bandcamp pages for me. So make sure you check that out as well because it's a good laugh. Hey, this is Barrister TY, OBE. Just letting you know that Andy's shit thing this weekend is cancelled. Not that anyone would have gone anyway, but now you know. Anyway, um, all the show notes, andydowling.net, andysocial.net, blah, 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 blah. Greek Olympics, the new single will be out on Sunday, the 29th of March, 2020. Please enjoy this great chat with Lance Lazar. What was the other one? Oh, fucking Mark came up with... I don't know if he came up with it, but, like, one sound check is just out there just going fucking... Like, there was a Scott, an Irishman, and a Czech too. A Czech too. I'm just like, oh, fuck you, dude. I tried to bust one out, and he just gave me the biggest Dutchy silence. Just like, I'm like, all right, mine wasn't funny. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, you know, when you're doing those sound checks, it's like, you know, it's usually the stock sound, yeah, check one, two, check, yeah. check, or some, the, the pros go, tss, tss, like all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I, I, like, I, I wouldn't have a clue. I'm just like, yeah, hello, hello. And then Tim usually goes, oh, testicles, one, two, three. And that's his, that's his go-to. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think people definitely need to get out there and mix it up a bit. Yeah. I, I do rugs, carpets. <laughs> rugs, carpets, carpets, rugs. Like I'm selling rugs. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, all right. There, there could be an idea in that. I reckon you could just record just your sound checks. of just And then compile it together like a montage <laughs> of all yeah. your different ones. And then just use like old school like 90s television commercials and things like that you know? dude we um because we as part of our set well, the way we do it is we have one mono backing track just one file so there's no stopping in between songs no, okay like it's all like it, it actually gives it more of a live sort of shit because yep. um if i break a string the song's still going i have to quickly swap guitars and fucking keep going but um 
because of that, we need a couple of breaks here and there. So we put like little, uh, like we've got like a MIDI version of Physical yep. by Livy Newton-John that just comes <laughs> in. We just have like a little boogie and a little break. And um, But one of them is, uh, for the, oh, everyone who grew up in Melbourne would know it, mm. but it was uh, uh, Car City. Okay. Keep your eyes open for a bargain, car city. And then it just plays the ad. But like that, the song is so good, we're like, we have to throw that in. Oh, man. So that just I comes on song. in the middle of a set. And people are like, all right. <laughs> you were doing, um, you did some videos where you were sort of uh, doing your own sort of compilation for some of those 90s. Oh, the kids ads. Yeah, the kids ads. Yeah. yeah. They, funny thing was like, they came out and I was like, oh man, that's pretty funny. The end result was awesome, but I've never been angrier in my life making them because I had to like learn because I was lip syncing along to yeah, yeah. like all these little kids and I had to learn them perfect. If I fucked up just a little bit, I just have to start Sorry, over yeah. again, but I'm not a pro with any of the, this sort of stuff. So I just have it playing in another room. So <laughs> like, and then go and sit. Oh, it was just how oh, haphazard as shit. So you walk out of the room, review it. Get it yeah. sort of, okay, yeah, yeah, and then walk back in. Yeah. And, and I have to do it like over, I have it on repeat, and if I miss the start, I'd have to wait for another 30 seconds for the ad to complete, and then... Oh, man, you'd be waking up at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, just suddenly, like, reciting, like, this <laughs> yeah, Lumabil or something like that. Oh, just... The, um, there, there's video, like, just outtakes of just me, like, fucking up a line, and the, like, not many people see my legit angry face. Yeah. And you can see it in the video, it's just so embarrassing. You're just like, oh shit, I'm like furious right there. And here I am trying to create this funny little thing so people, like, I'll get like 20 likes on the internet. It's just like, oh well. I will rage to make people laugh. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. The sacrifices you the, make. Oh, the, the creative process, man. <laughs> it's not all fun and games. Man, um, so you've got, uh, so by the time people hear this, it'll be, oh, fuck, I've got no idea when it will go out, but. Um, as of today, um, mm. you've got your EP launch tonight. Yeah. Um, I, oh, I'm going to come. I'm looking forward to seeing like what the hell. Yeah, you haven't seen Tough Boys no, yet, have you? I have yeah. not. Um, but seen the video clip. Yeah. Seen a lot of the stuff that you guys have been putting online and like it's just totally out there. But for, I th- like I've known you for quite a few years and it just seems to be quite like a normal thing that you would be yeah. doing. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking about this on the walk here. I've known you longer than most of my friends. Oh, really? From the uh, the Australia Metal uh, Merc channel, <laughs> yeah. and um, yeah, like Andy True. Yeah, was Andy it? True. With two, yeah. with two, two zeros. zeros. <laughs> <laughs> now look at you. You're famous. Oh well. Worldwide. Yeah, that's right. Andy International. A global sensation. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so like, it, as you said, it, it's pretty much where I expected. To go creatively in yeah, the end, I, yeah. I guess. It's no surprise. It's de- it hasn't surprised me. The only thing that surprised me was when uh, Mark and I put the band together. Like he's my oldest friend. Like way back, like Mildura days, met him in like '98 yeah. or something like that. Um, when we put it together, we're like, we could be the only ones who like this. Like we're gonna do it anyway, and we could go out there and people will just be like, nah, that's very weird and yeah. silly and no thank you but instantly people were like yeah that was like yeah it was sick like haven't seen something like that yeah. before and we we're like yeah well, we got our like steinberger guitars and yeah, I know. we mad. do matching like guitar moves and shit like that um bringing back a bit of the the performance element of it and um yeah but in the end you just got to write the uh, the catchy songs i think part of it, i'm i'll make a big assumption here but i think part of probably the thrill for you is that knowing that you, you're making that risk by 
doing something that you love that more there's a high chance that a lot of people just won't get it mm. and there's actually sort of an appeal to that uh that's i i well when it comes to like writing songs or doing this sort of stuff i i'm only filling in a gap of something i want to see or hear yeah cool because if it doesn't work, then at least I can listen to it and go, well, I like it. <laughs> so there's no Great point in playlist. trying to do something that another band's sort of doing because then I'm like, well, I can just listen to them. Yeah. I can just go see them. So I'm, yeah, I don't get to see us play, but I, I perform it as if I'm trying to impress myself. Like if I was out there, I'd be like, yeah, that was sick. Like that sort of a thing. So... Yeah, that's pretty like ego, I guess. Like, I'm I'm not performing for you. I'm actually performing perform for, for an imaginary me out there. <laughs> so, but it works. But it means you get get into it a bit more, I think, as well. Yeah. Like in the oh, end, it gives you, gotta, you confidence. Well, you gotta you gotta enjoy what you're doing. Like, oh, if you're just doing it to yeah. sort of tick a box for for other people, hoping that other people like what you do, then mm. it's not yeah, it's not gonna last. You know, you'll just you'll burn out. Even even our worst gig, I've had fun. Yeah, like what's our, your worst gig? Uh, we played, oh, I felt bad for the, the dude, this promoter guy was trying to put on these shows and um, he put it on in this room at, uh, front room at HQ, which just shut down last week because oh, really? they're not making money. Yeah, right. um, a few gigs got cancelled, like Eskimo Joe and I think In Flames oh, really? was there, so oh, I don't know what they're going to oh. do with that one now. But um, yeah, in, in the small front room, uh, we were booked in there, I was like, alright, this should be a bit of fun, like we haven't played there, we want to check it out. Mm. A week before, they said, oh, we're not doing bands here anymore. So he had to scramble, put it on an Enigma, and um, no one came. <laughs> and so we're playing to basically, like, My Misses and, like, the other bands and one of those sort of shows. It's just like, oh, shit. But we still, like, gave it our all. And then at the end of the night, he comes up and he goes, sorry, guys, this is all the payers. And he gives us $6. <laughs> and I was like, man, keep it, hey. <laughs> we don't need the $6. <laughs> it's on us. <laughs> This show was on us. We've given up our gig fee a lot, actually. If the, if the show hasn't worked out all right, we're like, especially if we're playing with a um, a touring band. Yeah. And uh, we've we've brought a bit of a crowd because we got our guys in Adelaide, but like no one in Adelaide knows them or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, hey, look, you're on the road. We don't need this money. Yeah. So it's just like you guys, you guys keep it. But um, yeah, maybe you can repay the favor down the track or something. Well, yeah, it comes back, comes back around. Yeah. Um, Pay it forward. Do you guys do the um, was it Amity Affliction? Mm-hmm. Support? Yeah, that was, um, that was last Saturday. That seemed to be... Like, when you announced it, I thought, oh, completely unexpected. Uh, yeah, dude. What, what was that like? That was... Um, uh, it was haphazard for us because uh, just... Uh, it was at the Bridgeway. Yeah. And the Bridgeway is a very famous venue. Like, we were talking to some dude there who worked there who was telling us about, like, how he saw in excess their opening for the divinals and shit wow. like that. Yeah, I was just cool. like, oh shit, man. Like, this is, this is going to be history. Thing. But um, it's actually been closed as a venue for a few years okay. and it changed ownership or whatever and it was just sitting there. But then they'd just done all these renos on it and they want to turn it into like, because it's up north, it's out of the city. They want to turn it into a venue, holds 1300. So it's, um, it's a really good spot, but like, because it was their, basically their first gig back. Okay. Yeah, sold out, like 1300 Amity and Ocean Grove and everything. And, um, yeah, just, they didn't know, like, because the sound check sort of, like, was trying to figure that out, the new speakers and, like, new PA and all that sort of stuff. And everything sort of went over. And then it got to the point where Amity had to do their VIP sort of thing. So oh. they had to, like, basically cut the sound. We didn't get a sound check. Oh. Like, or a line check or anything. Oh, shit. And we've got a backing track. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, we kind of need to get a bit of levels at least. 
So we're just going, all right, well, we'll see how that goes. But um, basically, there was a line around the block before doors even opened, so that helped us. Mm. Like, we got people in there. We were, like, shitting ourselves, like, people aren't going to come to see the first bear. Yeah, yeah. But people just wanted good spots. They just wanted to party early. And because I guess because it was out north, they couldn't just, like, there was no other pubs around, so they might as well just That's go right, there. Get, get in early. And, um, yeah, we played. Uh it wasn't great stage sound, but everyone, like, I, I'm not one of those people that needs that perfect sort of thing. I'll yep. just like go with whatever Roll we have. Because I get annoyed if like after every song you get, uh, can I just get more, uh, oh, no. uh, like yeah. constantly. I'm just like, it takes me out of it. Yeah. Like, yep. man, like it sounds fine out here. Just suck it up. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> um, so yeah, like uh, Mike was a bit boomy. He cut it a couple of times to try and fix it. But apart from that, energy was good. Response was way better than I was expecting because that's what I was, that's what I was curious about. Because like it, that would not be your crowd, Dad, and, yeah, and yeah. and the stereotypical crowd that would come to see you guys. Yeah, like it's just yeah. Oh, when we got the support, we had a lot of friends and stuff to go. Like man, I wish I was there because it's, it's sold out and everything and I had a few people like trying to, Do you, are you guys selling tickets? I was like, yeah. sorry, man, like we, we weren't given any. Um, but yeah, just, they were just saying, I'd love to see the faces of the Amity crowd when they see you guys just come out. But um, response was really good. Like we got like decently loud. Oh, we didn't get any booze. Okay. Oh, um, that's, that's, a, that's a start. It was, they were quite loud. Like you could definitely hear them. I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, and after the show, we like sold a few shirts. Like we, we set up in the corner of the room while the other bands were playing and yep. I hung up a poster for our EP launch and everything. And they came up, got photos with us. And I was like, oh, I feel like a rock star. Yeah, this is pretty cool. cool. So, um, yeah, it went well. Um, and yeah, but I, I don't think we'll get heaps of uh, gigs like that one. Mm. So. Oh, I, I saw it and I just went, oh man, what, what a fucking odd, odd yeah. matchup. Let's, uh... we, we have like, one thing I'll give us is we can fit on most bills. Yeah. Um, we've played with like punk sort of hardcore sort of shows like uh, Buds and Wolfpack from yeah. Melbourne, the uh, not-for-profit uh, animal charity band. They, um, every time they come to Adelaide, they always ask us to play and they're just like sort of suicidal sort of crossover style band and then you've got us yeah. like electronic power rock sort of stuff but it, it all works we've played on a a metal lineup completely metal and um, we like alkira and um i forget the names of the other bands because I'm, I'm pretty hopeless but uh afterwards all these like big like long hair bearded men came up like that was sick man it's like thanks man <laughs> like we did play our heaviest songs for you but still but i think i think the cool thing is like and you sort of said it before, it's like you're making an effort to sort of do stuff on stage. Like you're mm. trying to make it entertaining. And I've said this heaps of times in the past where I think, I think bands, but like musicians tend to sort of fall into the trap of, oh, well, I'm an artist, you know, mm. and that romantic sort of thing saying, you know, I've got integrity, blah, blah, blah. I'm not an entertainer. I'm, this is my creative yeah. outlet. And I'm, I'm the music's what in. Yeah, that's right. The music will do the talking. Yeah. And so, and look, depending on the style of music, sometimes it's better that they don't move and they don't do anything on mm. stage and the music just sort of just sort of runs, runs with it. But man, like in the end, people are coming, coming out, they're paying you got to fucking entertain. And so for you guys, like if you've got stuff and you intentionally like, mm. you know, trying to choreograph things, you've got stuff playing, it's, it's meant to, it's meant to make people feel good and enjoy themselves. And that's, that's the fucking key, isn't it? Well, um, there's a an amazing Adelaide band called jungle city. I'll shout out them who, uh, uh, when like my old band party used to play with them and stuff and they 
said, um, like, they always had this theory called the deaf test. Okay. If a deaf person came to your show, are they still going to have a good time? Yeah, cool. All right. And like so that. that always stuck with me. Like, oh, that's like, if they're just watching people up there just playing instruments and doing nothing else, yeah. they're just going to be like, why are we here? But if they see people, like, fucking bouncing around and doing really enjoying stuff, themselves, yeah. and like, and the energy feeds off that way as well. Like, no one's really going to, like, get into a band that's just standing there, mm. making sure they're playing every note perfect. Like, I, I bung notes like a motherfucker because I like I, I like I said I'm trying to perform to myself mm. and what I like to see is people not even looking at their instruments and just know where their fingers are and yeah. so I'm always like hitting the wrong chord and just like <laughs> slide down <laughs> no one heard that yeah. but, but. but I've, I've always said like it's an ongoing joke where you go and play a show and I remember years ago like like we we don't drink anywhere near as much as we used to and some of us don't drink anymore but like 10, 10, 15 years ago, you know, you would just get so lickered up, mm. get on stage, and it was loose, it was disgusting, you were just fucking up all the time, and, and there were definitely extremes, but then you get off stage, you go, oh, man, like, we, we fucked up big time. And then the next show, you you, you, you learn your lesson short term, and you okay, well, only mm. one drink now. And so then you have the best, musically, the best gig you've ever done, tight as, everyone's in sync, the chemistry's there, it's flowing, it's like, yes, yes, yeah, okay, we nailed it. And you got one guy who walks up to you and sees both shows and they go, and the second show they go, uh, yeah, it wasn't as good as the last one, man. Like that last one, you guys were, you guys were fucking on, you're on. And it's like, are you joking? Yeah. I was like, that was atrocious. But from the crowd, like they're just, they're watching people just get into it, you yeah. know, and, and we were, musically we were loose, like big mm. time, but we're also loose on stage and, and what we were doing, we're moving around mm. more, you know, no inhibitions whatsoever. We're just exactly. like just going hard. Yeah. Whereas the next one, we're like super fo- focused and concentrated and we're overthinking what we're doing, mm. which it's almost like seeing like you've done a perfect live rehearsal. Yeah. Like so so we would have failed, like. we would have failed the death test on the mm. second one. Yeah. First one, we probably would have passed with flying colors because yeah, yeah, yeah. we were just a bunch of animals on stage. Right. So I've always, I've always sort of kept it in mind to go, okay, I've got to find that, that healthy balance between, not being absolutely out of control and yeah. being self-destructive. Oh, it but, is a balance. Um, it is a balance. Because sometimes, yeah. especially if you're like playing late and... Um, That's hard. That you're just like, all right, so I've had a couple beers and then you're like, but we still got more on the rider. Uh, and suddenly you go up there and you're like, whew, let's hope my muscle memory's good tonight. Well, <laughs> I've had a few. I, I mean, I, I, still, I still have the old nightmare where I'm just like standing on stage and and like something's not plugged in or just suddenly I've got no idea what the music is and like how am I going to fluff this and it's all been from experience where I've got on stage and gone oh man I don't know this section or where's my (laughs) hand about to go and you just you just in your head crossing your fingers thinking please 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 and then suddenly the hand just goes and you're like okay all right cool we're good well, you, you guys, I'll, I'll, I'll say this though, you guys are far more intricate and uh, complex than what Tough Boys would be. So uh, um, I feel like it'd be tougher for you to get like wanked drunk and still like nail some of the sections you guys have got. Because we're very 4-4, most songs are 120 beats per minute, yeah. a lot of just ring out power chords style stuff. Not, not heaps of naughty stuff, although there are some. Like we still play riffs, but... So I, I don't envy having to go out there and like, all right, so we're going into a solo section. Uh, we don't have a bass solo or a, like I've got like two guitar solos in like 20 songs or something. So I think um, it, it's a different risk that you have because for you guys, if you're playing sort of more open chords at times and it's, you know, it's a little bit more sort of mid-paced depending on the song, you, 
if you do fuck up that chord, it's probably more noticeable because yeah. it stands out. There's yeah. less there's less to sort of take take on board where if you're playing a riff that's got a million different notes and you sort of if you sort of end up on the wrong fret and you can quickly recover, people sort of It's part it, of the riff. It's gone, <laughs> yeah, you know. And I always say like with bass, you know, bass sort of sits there and and you don't quite notice it all the time yeah. until that note's wrong and then it just <laughs> just pierces through the sound and you suddenly go, Oh fuck, you know, so um, like it's 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 uh, it's nerve wracking no, yeah. no matter what you do. Oh, yeah. um, the other thing, especially if like we got a song called "Change My Mind," which is three chords, but the idea of it is it's just like this looping. Like I like to change my mind is the basic yeah. um, theme of the song, and so the the lyrics just keep like rotating, rotating, same lyric over and over again, looping, and then but the music underneath, same chords but changed different ways they played. Like sometimes it'll be palm muted, sometimes it'll be ring out, yeah. sometimes it'll be clean, that yeah. sort of thing. Um, and if you're not locked, because it's slow, if you're not locked in, then the energy is just gone. Yeah. yeah. So you need to like actually be like, I'm feeling this. Otherwise, it's just like it might be easy to play, but it's just not feeling good. That's it. That's it. So, and it's not going to translate across yeah. when you when you're playing live. Um, so I, one thing I've I've always been amused by you in the, in the most polite lot of ways here we go years. <laughs> here we go <laughs> but look i remember um years and years ago your former self and then uh and then making the the decision to change your name and mm. i remember you hyping this up like in, in like <laughs> leading up to it and and to be honest i think in a lot of, a lot of people we're talking about like emma irc back in the day yeah. old online chat and you're like yeah yeah changing my name and we just Thought you were full of shit. Like, just didn't think it was going to happen. And then you, you legally changed your name. And now, you know, you're, you're Lance Laser. Yeah, um, the amazer. What was what was the big thing behind behind that for people that are being sort of introduced to you for yeah. the first time? Well, I was born Caden Boxel. And I don't hate that name. I think it's a good name. Caden, um, especially now, is getting real popular. It's crazy. I think there's like a couple coming in the AFL and stuff. Yeah. There was one on Hawthorne's list for a while. But the problem was, the way mine was spelt, my mum always said, oh, it's Welsh spelling. And it was C-E-Y-D-N. And anyone who read it was like, Seedon's site? I'm just like, I'm not having this for the rest of my life. <laughs> and if I'm going to change my name, I might as well come up with the coolest thing I can think of. And I think I announced it on the Maiden Down Under forums yeah, back yeah, in the day. It's yeah. like, I've come up with a name. It's Lance Lays. I went through like... <laughs> A few other sort of things. And that was back when, um, I haven't talked to him in years, but uh, Trixie Trash. Yeah, Trent, yeah, old Trent. He, um, I used to like bounce name ideas off him because he was like my hair metal god. And that was when I was deep into the hair metal sort yeah. of stuff. I'm like, I've got to have like a real, real striking name. And so, uh, yeah, Lance Laser. And it helped that uh, I moved to Adelaide in 2006 and didn't know anyone. Mm. So I just went out and no one knew my name. So I just started introducing myself. Oh, I'm Laser. Laser, yeah, Lance Laser, all right. <laughs> and yeah, and then in 2007, like everyone knew me as that. Yep. So uh, for my 21st birthday present, my missus bought my name change. Wow. That was a that was a present to me. So lucky it's worked out. We're still together. Otherwise, that's <laughs> uh, a um, it's a very personal <laughs> present. Definitely. But um, yeah, it's stuck around. And it, it I've been laser now for uh, over a third of my life. Yeah. So yeah. that's pretty crazy. I was going to say, it was ages ago when, mm. when it all happened. Um, did did you, like, I, I don't know what the process is to change your name. Obviously, a bunch of paperwork. But did you mm. have to actually go into, like, a, a registry or something like that to go and discuss it? Was there anybody there that you had to actually interact with who uh, was, there was looking at your name and going, 
whoa uh, okay <laughs> they they didn't they didn't judge at all i think it's if you if you came in with like i'm um, changing my name to like dicky mcballsack or something they'd be like <laughs> we're we're not yeah. cool with this or whatever it's, it's weird though because each state has their own way of doing it okay. and because i was doing it in adelaide it cost 170 bucks i don't know what it is now that was like what 13 years ago but um in victoria it was only 55 oh, i was really? like oh man i just moved from victoria like fuck but uh also in victoria it would take like five weeks or something, whereas in Adelaide it only took a week. Uh, so I went in, uh, had to go into like births, deaths and marriages or whatever it was and fill in the form. And I think I had like a small, like small interview. She looked over and went, all right, sweet. Didn't like even bat an eye. And yeah, then I'm just like, all right, uh, I guess so. And she goes, oh, you, you'll get a new birth certificate in the mail. Wow. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Um, but then the funny thing, this is, this is uh, the best thing that happened was during that week before I got my birth certificate, um, it was my 21st birthday and uh, my, my girlfriend Liz, she was driving us out to a family like, house for um, some sort of birthday dinner or something like that. I wasn't a dinner because we went through Hungry Jacks on the way, but um, <laughs> drinks or something. So she was trying to impress me. We're at the light, she's driving and she's put her drink on top of the roof and she goes, oh, I'm a rebel. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm like, are you doing it? Are you doing it? She's like, yep. And so she takes off of the lights and the drink falls off the roof. She's like, eh, hey, unmarked cop car behind us. Oh, no. So they pull this over. It's like, oh, shit, Eve. this is the dumbest way to get pulled over. <laughs> and so she has to go out and uh, she ended up just getting a warning for littering or some shit. Yeah. But like, um, this chick cop comes around. I'm sitting there in the passenger seat. I was in a top hat for some reason. <laughs> and she just looks at me and she goes, so uh, what's your name? Oh. And I'm like what the fuck is my name right now? Like, I don't know. Oh, were you sort of in the, in the period yeah, cause I didn't, I, I applied for the new name. Oh, wow. Okay. Didn't have the certificate yet. So I've just gone, um, I'm between names right now. <laughs> and she's just looked at me like, I am not bothering myself with this and just walks off. <laughs> and like, it was just like, it's like, this is just littering. I am not getting into yeah. a, why is this guy not telling me his name situation? So... In hindsight, it's kind of a dumb thing to say to a cop, like... Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, uh, I'm just imagining all those, like, uh, episodes of, like, RBT and things like mm. that where they're pulling over this sketchy person and it's like, oh, how many of you had... And you can see that this guy's, like, off the Richter scale when yeah. it comes to alcohol reading. And he's like, oh, couple. <laughs> and then and then just the story keeps changing changing and then yeah. yeah to say something like i'm in between names i mean they'd be like fucking oh. I, li- I like to imagine she's out there somewhere now still telling the story like like this dude just told me he was between names what could that possibly mean <laughs> so but yeah well, then like got my birth certificate and that's when it got hard because i had to get photo id mm. but they needed evidence that I changed my name more than just a birth certificate. So I go to the bank and they're like, we need photo ID. And it just turned into this. Oh. sort of it's like, Oh, this is fucking bullshit. Isn't it? But, um, yeah, eventually the bank just gave me a letter saying, yeah, he's Lance laser now. And then it all, it all fell into place. How did, did you have anybody, you know, family, friends or anybody that sort of wasn't terribly impressed with, with the decision to, um, to do it? Uh, no one was unimpressed, mm. but um, I, I even said to people, if you knew me as Caden, you can keep calling me Caden. Yeah. Like, but like my name's Lance now. So if you introduce me to people like that, that's my name. My dad could not handle that part of it. <laughs> so he goes, this is my son, Caden. I'm like, and I kept telling him like, look, like you could call me Caden. That's fine. Right, right. But then, uh, so he changed it to be even worse. He'd be just like, this is my son, Caden. Oop, oop, 
No. Sorry. <laughs> Lance Laser. I'm like, yeah, this is way better, Dad. Yeah. This is ten times better. Yeah. So, but uh, my mum said she shed a tear, but oh, really? she's cute. She'll always call me, like, even to me, she'll mm. say laser. She'll call me laser, oh, which I think is cute. Like, awesome. she doesn't call me Caden anymore. She's like, oh, it was your decision. <laughs> Do you think that, I mean, I know that oh, it's probably, people don't give a shit as much as they used to, but about, like, sort of carrying the the, the family name along. Did you did you get that sort of vibe? At uh, I've got, I come from a very uh, messy family. Like, my... Original like birth surname was actually my granddad's and I had a different surname to like everyone else in my family sort oh, of right. thing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not that sort of, uh, look, I've, I've started a new family tree from laser. No, I don't know if I have kids, but like maybe heritage. it's just this, this one circle. It's just me in there. But um, yeah, I, I don't have sort of uh, any sort of sentimental sort of thing to that yeah yeah oh. how about the proud history of the dowlings oh who knows i don't pay attention <laughs> there's plenty of them around i walked past a walk past a memori- memorial i can't even talk today um some i don't know where it was but um i just quickly scanned over the names there was a dowling there i'm like i don't know who that is so <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm oh, I, uncle bob yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know i don't i don't put a lot of importance on it mm. i think um you know when when i when i got married i, I said to jess I go, keep your surname. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't give a fuck. And she's, and she's sort of like the romantic sort of aspect of it. Goes, no, I kind of like the idea of taking on the name, sort of like, you know, a commitment, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. hey, well, you're cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, for me, I do not give a shit. Mm. Like, you, you do what you want. And um, and it was nice, nice gesture for her, but uh, for her to do that. But um, at the same time, I've got no inkling to to keep anything going and uh, no inkling to have kids anyway at this, well, probably ever or at this point in time mm. in our life. So... Um, but I know so many people, it's sort of like the very American thing where it's like, they don't, don't even do surnames. They just do the first name. It's like John, John Jr., yeah. John Senior, you know, Dude. and it's just like, okay, very creative. Uh, I still want to see that happen just with chicks. Yeah. Cause you never see like a, like Belinda Jr. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Like just go the yeah, other I way. Wonder that, I wonder why that doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like that would weird people out. Yeah. That, that, that's the thing. I don't, I, I always go like, man, imagine like, I, I can't put myself in that mindset of like, all right, that's my kid. I want him to have my name. Yeah. Like, so he has to like live in my sort of shadow sort of, it's always like weirded me out. But I do love when like say we're basketball fans, like yeah. Marcus Morris. Yep. Because he named his kid Marcus, and now he's got Morris Senior on the back. I'm yeah. like, that's cool. <laughs> and I, I, I'm not a fan of juniors, but I love the thirds. And you can only get a third if, if you've you, got a junior. The rest. Yeah, so, true. Okay, so there's definitely a hurdle you got to get over. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, all right, the, the second one's going to be shit, but the third one's going to be legit. I reckon you just do like the sixth, and if you ask, oh, well, where the other ones, and just say, I can't tell you, and just <laughs> just make it a mystery. You know, they, they yeah. exist somewhere. Just uh, yeah. Yeah, why not? Just name it. Oh, this is just like uh, this is. Randall the third. It's just like, what other Randalls are there? Uh Well, going back to basketball, put the double zero at the end of someone's name. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, that's Andy Dowling double zero. (laughs) Andy True double zero. Yeah, yeah, very true. Yeah, very good. Um, All right, yeah, basketball. So um, you're... Celtics. Yeah, Yeah, I'm Boston everything. Yeah, Boston everything. Yeah, Yeah, it's because of my love of cheers. (laughs) And you've got your cheers tattoo as well. I do have the, uh, the... Beautiful cheers logo emblazoned across my stomach. Was that a... Oh, actually, fuck. Okay, well, well I'm going to go off on a tangent again. I was so fixated on basketball, but now I'm going to mm. go cheers. Um, you've got some fucking out there tats. you got some yeah. real good stuff. And 
the Cheers ones, like, just hilarious. I mean, what was what was the first hat that you got? And then is it a case, like, now, I don't know how, what recent the last hat is. Oh, that'll be my life sucks. Life but. sucks, and it's like a, it's a burning skull. Yeah, oh, it's like uh, Todd from Beavis and Butthead has life sucks, yeah. except I've replaced the skull with Murray from Curse of Monkey Island. <laughs> So, like, I put my favourite skull in instead. Yeah, just going to make sure it's a favourite one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, have you ever hesitated with any, any of your tattoos? I mean, you know, like, the old stereotypes of generational sort of, yeah. you're going to regret that one. Yeah. Um, uh, never hesitated. Um, the, the thing about it is, like, I look back on some, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty, that's pretty dumb. But <laughs> it's also, like, that was me at the time. Yeah. So, like, it's just like, like it reminds me of like, oh yeah, look how dumb I was then. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I don't take it too seriously. Yeah. But once your body's done, it's done. So it wasn't you that. Got, you got one where it's uh, it's like a sperm whale, Moby Dick or something on a surfboard uh, or something like that. It's a blue whale. Blue whale. Blue whale. And he's on a surfboard and with a jetpack. And it's a small island. And it's, uh, it's drawn by Salty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Andrew Saltmarsh, he's been on the podcast. Has he? Yeah. 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 By the way, like another tangent, you got me on to Toe Hider. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I'm going to cover Ulysses 31 theme. And I think I sent it to you and you were like, this is sick. Oh, did you know Toe Hider did it? I'm like, they've what? They've (laughs) stolen my idea. And then I listened to it. I'm like, and they've done it 20 million times better. (laughs) And so uh, that's when I got it. Now I fucking love Toe Hider, man. Mike's a fucking legend. He's a a wizard. Now, Salty did another one, didn't he? Yeah, he did my, uh, my fireman with a jetpack. I was going with a, a jetpack theme at the time. <laughs> and so he's all muscly and he's got two flying Vs on fire behind him. But um, my first one is actually um, when I was 18. Uh, my dad took me on a bonding trip to Cairns. And he goes, let's oh, get yeah. tats. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> so he went and got like the Chinese symbol of happiness or something. And I'm looking around all the walls. And I'm like, I don't want just something off the wall. So yeah. I went up to him and I had a song in my head at the time. And I'm like... Yeah, this is perfect. I just want to get the song title on my back. Yeah. And they're like, all right. And I'm like, Rock and Roll McDonald's. Yeah. And they're like, nah, we're not doing it. I'm like, but that's what I want. And I, st- I stood fast. I'm like, yeah, I'm absolutely getting that. And they agreed as long as I didn't tell anyone where I got it. Right, okay. And so... Do you have to sign a waiver with... Ta- like, I don't, I've never got no, a tattoo. You, life, don't, so. you don't have to sign a waiver or anything. Um, I just uh, people regret, regret certain tattoos and they're like... I don't know, you get some some sort of psychotic idiot that would try and blame the tattooist maybe to be pressured mm. or something like that. I, th- I think it's, um, there's probably some sort of act, like tattooing act yeah. or something where it says, look, uh, you're only liable if you do like deliberately bad work. Yeah, okay. Whereas like, if, if, if you're going to pay for a cheap tat, it's not going to come out that well. Yeah. But if you go to a reputable place, they're not going to ruin their reputation on fucking up. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So as long as, as, long as you didn't say who did the, who did the work, they were going to do it they, for you. And so I've got Rock and Roll McDonald's on my back, a tribute <laughs> to the greatest rock star of all time, Wesley Willis. I do believe that. He's the greatest rock star of all time. The most pure rock and roller they ever lived. And a uh, big influence for you? Huge influence, yeah. 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 We've um, uh, tough boys have only ever covered one song, yeah. and that was "Suck My Dog's Dick" by Wesley Wills. <laughs> which is, um, I don't know if you remember, like back in the file sharing days, you'd get surprises like that. Yeah, that's how Wesley Willis got big was through, um, like Napster and Kazar and shit. Did and he have, did he have? Uh, was he the one that had uh, cut the mullet? Cut the mullet, yeah, he did. Yeah, yep. And um, get that filthy ass rat's nest off your skull. skull. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, but he, what happened was, uh, you, uh, you download something like Nirvana covers Enter Sandman Live. It's like, fuck yeah, that sounds sick. 
So you download it and you, you can't wait to listen to it. And it goes, uh, suck a racing horse's booty hole. And you're like, what the fuck is going on right now? Suck my dog dick. And it's like, ah, oh, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. This is far better than if Nirvana was covering Enter uh, Sandman right now. And if you're using, um, I can't remember, would they use the ID3 tags? So when you eventually load it up into like Winamp or something like that, it would actually show Wesley... Uh, no, it's still, that, uh, I don't think that one, that, that was definitely the suck my dog's dick, yeah, yeah. uh, file title, but I don't think it had IDs, three tags, like, eventually everyone just figured out it was this guy named Wesley yeah, Willis, right, okay. but, uh, speaking of Winamp, they were huge, they knew how big Wesley Willis was in the sort of, like, file trading scene, that they based their, it really whips the llama's ass on oh, Wesley oh, Willis, really? yeah, oh, I didn't even that know was, that. that was the little file you got oh, every time you yeah. downloaded Winamp, yeah, right, so... That's a throwback. Far out. Mm. Cut the mullet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, and I guess, like, actually, um, I remember, like, when you'd be waiting for, like, the next Metallica sort of release, and they're saying, oh, brand new Metallica song. And yeah. you're, like, downloading it. It ends up being, like, I'm sure you, you probably did the same. I think there was some other band in the States that were, like, a Metallica like rip off like, like they sound alike yeah they sound yeah. and there was like a song called Hunger or something like yeah, that yeah. and we're like oh man, this is a new Metallica and we download yeah. it and we're like I don't think this is it <laughs> but you, you wanted it to be what's going then, on with James's voice and then suddenly everyone's talking going no it's fake it's fake it's like, damn yeah. it and and like everyone's trying to be sneaky to try and get their song listened by everybody yeah. but it wouldn't have benefited them no, at all no. because as soon as you found out it wasn't them it's like fuck it off oh, it doesn't I matter forgot, how I good. forgot about Hunger man there was, yeah. Hunger, there was another one I forget what it was called but there were the two that went around and Hunger was one yeah. and it was just like wow that's average yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a real just like we're trying to write a metal song song that's right yeah man I got yeah, I no, yeah, the IRC days was so many little things. I mean, that was that was that was my life for years. Like, Dude. I think from like sixteen to maybe, oh, it was definitely eighteen because mm. I started to I started to go to meetups with with uh, some of the people up in Brisbane and things like that. Like these nerdy sort of online meetups. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, at least at least at least a couple of years there, like using it, and we'd have like Dale from Melbourne who had like fifty million CDs, and and he had his uh, his catalogue of MP3. So you download mm. the text oh. file, then you start requesting. I, I used to go on his like you, you have the command that you can go into his um yeah, his directory or whatever the it was. directory yeah. for all his songs, and I used to get like a bunch of shit from that. Yeah, that was um a different different world, man. Like uh, yeah, absolutely crazy. Um, how how old are you now? Uh, every time someone asks this, I always hesitate because I don't know. Uh, 35. So okay. 36 this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm 33. Yeah. Um, yeah, I lived like 20Ks out of Mildura. So I was in Whoop Whoop. And so my only contact out there was like Merck and shit. So you had like your ones for local friends and all that sort of stuff. And then I've just gone into Australia Metal and it had the trivia every month. Yeah, yeah. And I won trivia one month. I don't even know who ran that whole thing. Yeah. But, um, someone in Melbourne. I can't remember his name. But yeah, like he used to give away a CD every month yeah. to everyone trivia. And I, I remember, like he even let you choose it. And I go, oh, can I grab The Dreadful Hours by My Dying Bride? And uh, yeah, I got it in the mail. And it's like, it is legit still my third favorite metal album. Well, like yeah. behind Puppets and October Rust, like Dreadful Hours. And I got it through like trivia off Merck. It's like, man, that is so good. <laughs> oh, bless the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It was, it was a good community, man. It was, I mean, there was a lot of people on there and yeah. a lot of people that sort of rotated in and out. And there's obviously there's, there's those particular people that were just staples and almost like the, the foundation of that channel. Yeah. Um, but then there were people that just came, came and went and like 
the the rivalries between people were just incredible like the the shit talking yeah. and like just this crazy sort of back and forth between people is just insane yeah and yeah you just get sucked into it it'd be hours on there just like just just hanging shit on oh. each other and, and then just doing uh slash me whatever action yeah doing yeah, or, yeah or the do the trout slap or something <laughs> like that or me, now oh, playing what, what were you doing throwing bricks or something throwing bricks yeah swaz yeah, yeah swazies yeah <laughs> slap whore of satan yeah 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 Dude. all that stuff yeah. Uh, oh, was so was cool. Dale uh, Suey? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Yeah. Was that like short for suicidal tendencies or something? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, uh. think, I think maybe. Maybe, yeah. But um, yeah, it was oh, such a weird community. I mean, I found out about that. Um, I think I was on the Metal Rules forums. Yeah. Um, and there was a couple of other Aussies on there. There was a guy, from, I think Stan in Melbourne mentioned it. Or he might have sent me a message and said, oh, hey, by the way, there's the channel and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what's IRC? I've got no idea. So I had to download it and then try and work out how to, because it's not like the easiest thing to sort of get up and running. It's just yeah. this really sort of, really convoluted sort of chat program. And and yeah, chat's just sort of scraping the surface of what it does. But um, yeah, I downloaded it and tried to follow all the prompts and the instructions and eventually found my way in and saw the list of names on the right-hand side and went, oh, I think they're people. I'm like, wow. And then suddenly just watching the feed, just, just flying up the screen. I'm yeah. like, I've got to keep up with this. And like, it's, it's all, it's all happening like in the moment. It's not just post something and wait for someone to reply. It's like, we're, we're chatting. Yeah. It was crazy, but it was, um, I mean, that was massive for me because, and as you said for yourself, like mm. where you were, there's nothing, nothing out your way. Dude. And like, cause where I was, I had no chance of getting, um, any sort of broadband. So, um, it was 480 cell. So like there was like neighborhood cable. I don't right. know if that was, yeah, yeah. uh, internet, uh, uh, national or anything, but yeah, that was the only thing where you could only get it in the city. So like, and there was no YouTube or anything. You couldn't yeah. just figure out what a band sounded like. You'd have to get real player and then download like that really sort of low res video yeah. clip that probably goes for like 30 <laughs> seconds and takes half an hour to download. Oh, dude. Um, yeah, oh, and you used to like leave like your file sharing on overnight just so you could get the one clip and, then and times like out or something. Yeah, oh, dude. Um, and you always wanted to find, and then you get like a real shit live clip. And you're like, no, I want the film clip. But um, yeah, that whole that whole scene, uh, like just meeting people and them giving you recommendations like directly, not having to read it, but like yeah. in real time, like. Uh, bring up Trixie again like he was he introduced me to so much hair metal and uh like melodic rock I know that's yeah. your that's your jam so he once uh made me a seat at first he burnt me a copy of Saints and Sinners by Kane oh, Roberts because yeah. he was just like trust me this yeah. is the shit and it really is yeah. the shit it's so good but he um also made just a best of AOR melodic rock oh yeah oh yeah and so had like um like some journey harem scarum stage dolls all this sort of shit on there which I, I bet right now you'd just be like, man, that, I'd love to know what was on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. There was just, and they, um, like TNT. Yeah, cool. Tonight I'm falling for you. <laughs> Shout out to Tony Harnell playing the Arkabar in March. I know, acoustic as well. Yeah. Oh man, there's, now there's so, a package of bands that are floating around the country Kip, in a couple of Kip months. Kip Winger and Tony Harnell. Um, and the night before that, Pretty Boy Floyd's playing uh, Leather Boys in full at the oh, Arkabar as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, there's that melodic rock fest in Melbourne, Melbourne. which, I don't know, it seems weird. Mm. Like, I'm not trying to shit on it if it does go ahead, but there's just, it, I don't know. I, the yeah. bands are definitely coming, so that's oh, good. Well, the, oh, man, the, I mean, the lineup's great. Um, mm. I, I don't know. I, oh, yeah, I'll be careful. I'll be careful what I say. But 
Look, I think it's a great idea, um, and that fest has been – the guys have been doing it in the States for quite a few years, and I think Andrew, who sort of started MelodicRock.com yeah. and all that, I think it's from Tassie, um, great guy. Um, but um, I think they had issues with trying to get it all together, and I think maybe they didn't realise what sort of effort would need to be put into it. Mm. I've got no idea, but – they had issues with venues and eventually the venue that they picked is like this beautiful theater. It's like this amazing theater, yeah. but it's just all seated. And it's like, you know, like if you go to the cinemas yeah. and the way the seats are sort of, you've got to, you've got to kind of get up when people walk past. And, Jeez. and so it's like, well, you know, what are you, what are you going to do? You're seeing a bunch of like melodic rock bands, these anthems, these great songs. And what are we doing sitting down? Like, yeah. And then if like, what if you want to have a drink, if you've got to go for a piss, then you've got to go and disturb everyone to get out of the seat. And now I'm watching people online trying to get some clarity around allocated seats. Do we have allocated seats? Should we, shouldn't we? Is it free for all? Oh, yeah. Geez. And I saw the guys, I don't know, I don't know really know the guys who are running it, but um, I've watched them sort of respond to a couple of people. And I think that they sometimes let their frustrations out on people mm. asking these questions. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's not that, a good that's look. not just, the way to just chill out. Like, so yeah. I sort of looked at, it and I thought I'd be prepared to go down because the lineup looks so good. But when they started announcing sideshows for all these bands, I'm like, I'm, I'm cool now. Yeah. The only the only band that I think now um, would still be cool to see uh, is Firehouse. I have seen them play before. So yeah, I haven't I'm, seen them. That'd be sick. Um, my my main band, even though Donnie's not in the band anymore, and I, I think I'm just going to go over to Melbourne because they're not coming to Adelaide, but I might go over to Melbourne for their midweek. Like mm. they've got their own yep. show. Is Enough's Enough? Yeah. Because I fucking worship Enough's Enough. Yeah, cool. I, I just think like songwriting wise, you won't get much better than that. Yeah. And I just loved it. And Chip sounds fucking sick. Like, yeah. he's got a cool voice that can sing the songs. Like, it's not Donnie, but it still sounds great. And so I'd love to see them. And uh, I think they were one of the headliners of one of the nights or something like yeah, that. So. Yeah, And I think the only band that I was, I was on the, sort of on the verge of making the decision to go to Melbourne was um, FM. Yeah. Like, just me being the AOR fucking nut that I am. I was like, man, I, like, if FM don't play anywhere else in Australia, I have to go to Melbourne. I'm going to have to outlay this money and just, like, really commit to the whole thing. And then I think last week they, they announced a bunch of sideshows, and I'm like, yes, all right, <laughs> excellent. So I've got, like, on, like, a Monday night or whatever's FM, then Tuesday's Kip Winger, and then I think there's a couple of other, other sideshows that are happening. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'm sorted now, so. Have you seen, uh, have you seen Winger before? Yeah, I saw Winger um, in, oh, I wonder what it was, 2008, I think. Um, they came out with Rap. Yeah, yep, 2007. Oh, 2007. I went, yeah, I went over to Melbourne for that one. Yeah, so I went to the Sydney one and uh, went with Tonchi, um, who mm. used to be on IRC. Um, the Hellion, that was his username. <laughs> uh, yeah, he came down to Sydney and we went and we got so wasted beforehand. There was it used to be a bar. Um, so it was at the Metro Theatre in Sydney and there used to be a bar downstairs um, called Bar Ace. Mm. And it was just this, not a dive bar, but it was just a very sort of cheap and nasty bar. And it was like ridiculously cheap drinks, like $3 drinks or whatever it is. So we just like lick it up beforehand. And um, I was so obsessed with Winger at the time. I was just in this whirlwind of like just intoxication, but excitement. And I just remember like yelling, like yelling at Red Beach in between songs going, <laughs> I love you, Reb. Where are you staying? Where's your hotel room? And then you can see people around just turning around and looking at me. I just did not give a fuck. I was that, yeah. that, that wasted people looking at me. And then um, Rod threw out his drumstick at some point and somebody in front of me caught it. And I was just screaming like this banshee. And, and he turned around and he gave me the drumstick and he, ba he basically said something like, I think you want this more than me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. 
and Tonji was next to me and we were like just cheering, jumping up and down. It was yeah. like the best moment. But I, I mean, I remember like the, like Winger was awesome from what I could remember, but I remember yeah. sort of, I think Reb was sort of like looking out just going, can someone like fucking knock that guy out? Mm. Just like this. It, yeah. It was kind of funny the first couple of times, but now just shut that guy yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. But um, it was Winger and then Rat played afterwards and then the power went out halfway through their set. Oh, that sucks and it just, it just killed the whole momentum of the night yeah. and just, and I think, I don't know how long it took, but it took long enough that it became really awkward Yeah, and they couldn't do anything. Like it couldn't, they were, a it, few it, chants go up, this could, is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And like, he couldn't even talk in the mic and just try and do some crowd work or anything like that. It was just Ooh. nothing. So they had to sort of walk off the stage and just wait for it to kick back in. But, um, yeah, so that was that was my winger memory. So, but from what I can remember, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah, all uh, we we went over to Melbourne for Winger and Rat, and because I got a hot miss, so she got approached by one of the roadies. Oh, you want to come back, meet Kip, all that sort of stuff. Her and her mate. So they were back there, and then she's like gone. And this is in my hair metal days, and there's photos of me with Kip Winger and Red Beach, and I basically look like Peggy Bundy. And I've even got like a pearl sort of necklace thing on and just big hair, big eyeliner, all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, she got me back saying, oh, I've got another friend. Can I bring them back? And then Kip Winger's going out and met me. He was like, all right. <laughs> so hanging back there, like Rod was like the nicest dude in the world. And Kip's there just saying, do you know we were the only uh, band from that scene that didn't have tattoos and all this sort of stuff? I was like, oh, I don't know if that's cool, but no. <laughs> but they were, um, yeah, they were great. Winger were great. Rat were... Um, like Stephen Pearce, he couldn't really sing that well. Yeah, it was that, a struggle. That tour. But he sings a lot better now. I've been watching, like, yeah. the late, even though, like, Warren somehow left him. I, I don't know what's going on with that band. I can't keep up with it. With it. I, uh, was, I was keen to see some of those songs, like, there's, like, Rat have got some of the best riffs of yeah. that era. Like, some real kick ass oh, like, unbelievable metal stuff. Riffs, like, yeah, some yeah, yeah. really good that stuff. That first album is one of my favorite yeah. uh, albums ever. It's just great. But um, we also saw him, we went over to. Um, our first ever trip overseas, we went to the US and we did like Boston, New York, Vegas, and then LA. When we were in LA, Winger played at the Whiskey. Oh, and it was uh, their first time they'd ever played the Whiskey, apparently. Wow. So we bought tickets to it. We were like, oh, this is sick. But then Liz, uh, her favorite band's Foo Fighters. And it was during that Sonic Highways thing. And they oh, announced right. the show at the Roxy. Oh, wow. But it's like, oh, there's no way we're getting in. Because that like holds yeah. like, what, 500 people or some shit like that. And um, so we've gone up to see if, like, oh, we'll play that. We're Aussies and can we? <laughs> and there's people there going, like, holding signs saying, I'm a veteran. Can I? And we're like, oh, we're no, we're no chance. Um, so we go on back and we're just like, there was about five acts on before Winger. I'm like, that's a lot of support wow. acts, man. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been to the Whiskey, but there's not oh. much seating. Okay. Like, it's just standing. And I'm like, man, I'm sick of standing up. Um, let's just go to the, the pizza joint down the road because everywhere that was a pizza joint was also a bar. Yep. So we're just sitting up at the bar at the, in this pizza joint going, this is crazy, rah, rah. And then um, Foo Fighters actually finished before Winger went on. And this guy came in and he's just wearing a lanyard, like Foo Fighters logo all over it and everything. And Liz is like, oh, he's, got, he's part of Foo Fighters, all right. And he was there just to pick up the pizzas for the band after yeah, the show. Right, he goes, wow. oh, they're, they're about to finish, so, like, it's, it's gone quick, and uh, I've got to go grab them. So the dude's like, oh, the pizzas aren't ready. They're almost ready, right, right. and it's this whole thing. And we're like, can you get us in? Is there any way? And then he's like, I couldn't even get my girlfriend in. We're like, oh, well, all right, cool. Apparently he worked at the studio that they, um, they recorded, because yeah, like, right. they recorded in each city. And, um, but then at the end he goes, oh, and uh, pop two beers on for these two on the card. He's like, all right. And we're like, oh, thanks, man. And he goes, hey, don't thank me. That's on the Foo Fighters. We're like, Foo Fighters bought us a drink. 
<laughs> so that was a cool moment. And then, yeah, we went and, um, we went and uh, watched Winger, and it was sick. Because the first time we watched, like, when that, that 2007, uh, Kip was kind of dad rock. I don't know if you remember yeah. that. Like, he was just wearing a T-shirt, not really, yeah. like, dressed up. But we saw him at Whiskey, and he's all, like, got the aviators yeah, on, cool. like, this leather jacket and shit. Was like, all right, cool. And uh, it got to the end, and he thought, he thought he had a mate there. He, he'd obviously teed this up with. He goes, where's our friend Rara? Where is he? Wasn't there. He's like, ah. And he just like looked around and he goes, does anyone here play bass? And some kid's just like, yeah, 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 I play bass. He's like, all right, get off here. And he <laughs> takes off his bass, gives it to him. Oh, no, he gets a right-handed bass because Kip's left-handed. Yeah, I think so, yeah, yeah. And um, he gives him this bass. And then Kip goes to lead vocals and he goes, I hope you know I ain't talking about love. And he's like, yeah, man. So suddenly this kid's just like jamming the whole song with himself, oh. which is only like three chords or whatever. But it was just like this cool moment. Like this actually wow. turned out better than like they probably prepared. It's so, like one of those pinch yourself moments that you yeah. sort of dream about going, oh, imagine if I got to get on stage and go and play. And yeah. this one kid went to that gig not even expecting that was going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Just in the heat of the moment, just bam, suddenly you're on stage playing. The, the best I ever saw that was Steel Panther at Thebi. And um, this kid was in the crowd. I think he was like 17 or something. He had this uh, bass drum skin that just said drum off, question mark, or yeah, something right. like that. And they go, oh, hey, what's that say? Bring it up. And it says drum off. It shows it. And he goes, all right, get up here. <laughs> so he gets on the drums and Sticks is just there going, all right, well, show us what you got. And then um, I think it was uh, Satchel's just like, by the way, I've, I'm still a Metal Shop fan, like from yeah, way back, like yep. 2003 Hole Patrol. Yep. Like still better than anything Steel Panther ever did. But anyway, that I, I digress. Um, <laughs> And so, yeah, Satchel uh, was just like, oh, play hot for teacher. And the kid just goes, oh, really? and he's like, oh. like, oh, shit, oh, shit. <laughs> he goes, oh, I'm in the wrong shooting. Hang on, hang, hang. Swaps guitars and goes, start again. And played the entire song, like, flawlessly. Oh, so and it was cool. just like, everyone's just cheering. It's the biggest cheer of the night. And I love that so stuff. Good. Love that stuff. That's yeah. so cool. I've seen a few. I think Foo Fighters did that with somebody as well. I'm pretty sure they dragged someone on, on stage. As a kid or something like that, yeah, yeah, guitar yeah, or something, yeah. and he, he did a really good job. And I think like Dave's like going, "Whoa, what the fuck? Yeah, I did not yeah. expect that." And I'm pretty sure Metallica's done it as well. But yeah, I love that stuff. It's yeah, just yeah. like that spontaneous sort of thing where it's just it could it could be an absolute train yeah. wreck. It's awesome when it works, but when it doesn't, so I, I'm I'm bad with like heaps of awkward moments yeah. where I'm like. Oh, they got to get this guy off the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm feeling uncomfortable here. Like, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll, feel, I'll fill in the silence. I'll just start yeah, yelling, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever, whatever it takes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. It can, they, they make good stories. I mean, that's, mm. that's a big thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like you can go away from it and say, oh, this happened. But like in the moment, you're like, uh, it's happened. Can we move on to the song? <laughs> yep. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I, I, hate, um, I hate when bands are on stage and they're trying to like warm a crowd up and they're trying to get like the crowd to chant. Um, especially for an encore, Ozzy mm. um, used to do that heaps. Um, I think there's some live stuff, like some DVDs that he's put out where he's like egging the crowd on to do an encore. And I'm pretty sure he did it. I saw him in Sydney years ago and he's like, come on, I want to hear you say encore, encore. And I'm like, you don't fucking say no, that. I said no. the crowd tells you whether they want an encore or not. Like, what are you on about? And he's like, and then he starts going, Ozzy, Ozzy. And I'm no. like, no, no, don't do this. Don't do this. Like, what are you doing? Like, this is this is awkward. This is like your dad, like, saying something totally, like, yeah. inappropriate or just doesn't understand, like, you know, what's what's the etiquette in these situations? The, um, the one that gets me, and like, I don't hate it, but it's just, like, it's it's almost fatiguing. It's like, and, it, like, Metallica's my favourite all-time band and everything. But, um, like, at the start of the show, it's like, hey, hey, and you're like, yeah, but then, like, about, like, 90 minutes in, you're getting to the point where you just stand there going, hey, 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 hey. It's like, yeah, we've. it doesn't have to be in every song, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
Hey, just keep it, keep hey, it going. Hey, keep it going. Hey, hey, I'm tired, man. I'm like, we're, you're up there like mouthing half your haze. We have to do all of it. Yeah, you're away from the mic. We don't actually know whether it's coming out or not. You're just moving your, moving your mouth. Yeah, I think um, it, especially like local shows as well, you see, like I love I love bands that get on stage and you, you'll, you know, you'll be able to relate to this. It's like, yeah. You don't know who's going to be in the room, mm. and even if you have like a handful of people, it's a bit of a bit of a fucking uh, tragic set of circumstances in front of you. When you look out on the stage, you you still play like you you're playing in front of a packed room. Mm. A because you want to keep your standards up, but you just don't know who's going to be there. Yeah, and I love watching bands that do that, but I fucking hate when they are looking out and they're trying to get the crowd to like them. Yeah, and they're going. You guys are fucking quiet. I want to fucking hear you. And there's like, there's like ten people yeah. in the room, and it's like, it's like, dude, this is not necessary, man. Or they, like, or they try to start start up a clap. It's yeah, like, yeah, man. Yeah. Most shows you'll get maybe twenty percent of people going for the clap, and if there's ten people in there, that's two people clapping. No one wants to hear that. I, look, and I've fallen into that trap trap uh, a couple of times where I've I've done the claps, and then I've I've realised like there's like a small portion of guys who usually I know, and yeah. I know they're like absolutely wasted, and they're like, oh yeah, Andy, yeah, clap, 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 and the rest of them are just going, oh, what? You know? And then suddenly I have to try and pretend that I'm not reacting to that. I'm just like, yeah, I've done my clap now. I'm going to get back into playing. Um, but yeah, it's it's so awkward to see guys, especially like lead singers up the front and they're trying to get the crowd going and they're not getting anything back and you watch them just get more and more frustrated. They're getting yeah. affected by the crowd. It's like, oh man, you're, you're getting sucked in. It's just embarrassing now. And, and it's that awkward moment. It's like, oh, can we, can we move on? Like, yeah. you, please drummer, hit the cymbal. Like just get that hi-hat going to count it in, count it in quick. Like instead of like trying to do crowd work to like 20 people and they're just like looking going, oh, what yeah. the... Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Okay. And I hope it, like, I don't think it'll, like, ruin anything for you, even though I guess it would be cool, but I don't think you care either way. Like, I've, I've absolutely built this up. But, okay, so tonight the uh, is our EP launch, which yep. you, you said you're uh, moseying along to. Yep. E- we've got a lineup where we're, like, we're obviously headlining our own mm. EP launch. But um, <laughs> uh, we've got Atomic Sister, who are a hair metal band. Um, this is their first show. And then we've got acts called Killing Center and Glen Aventi. And um, so far, we've only had one person sort of figure it out, but I'm Glen Aventi. Right, there you go. Bam. So there's, there's a secret. Like, this doesn't come out till after, yeah. so, but like, just because um, it reminded me, like, playing to a packed room, I'm going to pretend like I'm in a stadium. <laughs> and it's like, like, Cranker Room holds, I think, 200 capacity. Yep. And I'm going to be pointing up to, like, the, the size, yeah, yeah. The raft is like, and there's obviously it's just wall, <laughs> but um, I'm gonna like soak all that sort of thing in, and it's it's been pretty crazy. I've got this costume and everything. I've had to write songs. I had to write a song in Italian because he's got this big backstory where he's um he's moved over here from Italy like over ten years ago, and uh, we've managed to convince him to come out of retirement just for this show and everything. Oh. Um, and yeah, and then like Mark comes on as Killing Center, which is like. Uh, sort of late 90s it could be the soundtrack to quake 2 sort of just like real electronic sort of but like medley sort of stuff so it should be pretty fun because only one person's messaged uh oh messaged me and gone i'm on to you and i'm like oh shit (laughs) oh shit i'm still trying to play it dumb but i didn't know how to play that i didn't know whether to go fuck you caught us can you keep it to yourself yeah yeah or to keep playing dumb and then risk her just being like 
I reckon it's I reckon yeah, it's yeah. in spreading the spread it around. Yeah, but I, I played dumb because I figured like just in case I can sow the seeds of doubt. At least it's still like a surprise to her. But sorry for ruining that surprise for you. <laughs> I look forward um, to. It. I reckon. I mean, that's cool. I mean, it's just the fact that you know you're trying to have fun with what would be a normal sort of local show, mm. you know, with a bunch of local bands and people yeah. walk up and they're going to see something that's fucking entertaining. Yeah. And, well, that's the also, thing. We always yeah. try to do something like each show. We've never played the same set twice. So we want to make each show unique. And, yeah. so, and we went with this one, let's just go all out. Like we're playing for an hour. We've, ne- we've never played more than like 40 minutes before. And so it's just like, all right, yeah, let's fucking. And we, we practiced like the whole thing last night. And we can do it like stamina wise. We yep. got the fucking like it, we didn't get tired or anything. So it's like, yeah, we can do this. Mad, I can't mm. wait. Um, what was what was the single that you guys put out a little while ago? Did the video clip? Sexy man, sexy man. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I was playing. I was when you put it out. I was, I was playing on my phone, and I'm at home. And Jess walks past. She goes, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> and so she stood behind me and watching it. And then for the rest of the day, she's just singing, singing. Yeah. And I was just like, "There you go." I said that means the song fucking works. So I said, if you can remember it and just and it's stuck in your head, then you're, you're onto it. So well, um, my, my songwriting process always comes out of a hook, whether it's a riff or like something on like the synth or that one came out of the vocal. Yep. I'd um, eaten like three bowls of ice cream. Uh, I was just like, I don't know if I was, I think I was hungover. So I'm just there on the couch. It was middle of summer. Um, just in my jocks and I just felt like a fat shit just like uh, and then just in my head just uh, without even thinking I just started singing just like I can be as sexy man I can be as sexy as anybody can and then I'm like oh fuck that's good now I have to write this so I got up and I waddle over my guitar and I'm like had to figure out the riff and then once I got the riff underneath it I just like left the vocals aside, followed the riff wherever it went, and then the song just fucking wrote itself. And I was like, "Oh shit, this might actually might be something." I love um, it. It's so good. It's so good. And and it, I think it sounds silly, but it's just it's so you. Like it's so mm. like it's just your personality and everything that you do. I mean, I don't know if you ever met um, Ty, who used to drum in our band years, and uh, years ago. I met uh, him in dungeon yeah 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 uh i think um this is uh megadeth in 04 yeah 04, 05, 05, 05, 05, 05, 05, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so because <laughs> he edits the podcast and so um every time you you do something because you did your solo album last year i think or the year before i think the me one. Oh me <laughs> and and i'm showing i go okay hey ty and i go so do you remember Lance Laser? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, fuck her. Then I go, check this out. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And so every time you're doing something, I flick it over to him. And I think now he's, he's following, following you on, on some of the, some of the yeah. pages and everything. But it's just everything you do is just – it's just it's this, this timeline of events from when sort of we connected online and, and going back and forth and then, like, you changing your name and then yeah. just doing the stuff. And it's just – I don't know, man. Like, it's just sort of this carefree, like, I'm just, if I like it, I'm just going to fucking run with it and just have I, fun. I just, like, basically, I'll be there and I'll come up with an idea and I'm like, I want to do that idea. And then it always, it, well, not always, it usually just ends up, yeah, it's just for that. That yeah. was that idea, but I just had to do it because... Just get it out. Like, the, the me thing, sort of like, it's sort of based on, did you ever hear My Dick? My Dick is, like, one of my favourite things in the world. Not sure. Um, and it's fun to use that in conversation as well. Like, have I shown you My Dick? My Dick. <laughs> Um, and it's just these couple of guys from Boston and it's a similar concept where they get sort of like 
karaoke versions of songs and then they just sing over the top but change the words to being my dick my dick yeah so it's like um say like fast car by tracy chapman mm. i remember my dick my dick my dick in your car my dick so fast like i was my dick city lights lay on my dick and my dick was wrapped around my shoulder and my eye and it's just unbelievable because like each song surprises you in a different way yeah, yeah. and like that was in 2012 still waiting on the follow-up um, they did a whole album, and uh, so th- like uh, it was just me and Liz sitting at home watching, just like doing YouTube search, like mm. looking through. Happened with um, Patrick Swayze, she's like the wind. Oh. Suddenly, it's just like, how funny would it be if he was singing about himself? I'm like the wind through my tree. Like, well, the thing that cracks up, I feel my breath in my face. Like, that's so funny. And so I was like, I have to do this, actually. I have to do yeah, now it's in me. Your head. Now yeah. I have to do, like, come up with the best songs of this. And with, for the rest of the night, we were just coming up with what, what songs work for this. And, like, I'm simply the best and all that sort of thing. Was it called I? Was it, oh, it me? Did you call it me? Yeah, yeah it's called me. Me, me, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, so good. I, I, yeah. <laughs> it's all about me and I've performed it live twice as oh well. have you and the first time I did it, I was shitting myself I'm like this could be the dumbest thing and people were like boo get off what the yeah, fuck yeah. are you doing but it worked really well because so people weren't expecting track and you just, just got off yeah there I just and... downloaded like I tried to find the dodgiest versions of the karaoke yeah, yeah. like the real like um if you were at a karaoke bar, it'd be people walking down the beach, like holding hands and it's got nothing to do with the song. Yeah, yeah. That, that sort of stuff. <laughs> and it's like hell, just like cheap, like Casio synth style yeah, versions. Yeah, yeah. And then I just sang it um, on top of those. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. That's so good. And then I, like just before I was like, oh, this sounds good. It needs something more me. I put in each song just a dumb shred yeah. solo. <laughs> just to class it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like anywhere. Just like, oh, we'll just chuck in a shred solo here and just does not fit at all. So that was fun. Oh, so good. Yeah. Well, um, I'll, I'm going to chuck a bunch of links so people can check that stuff yeah, out. Yeah. And obviously, Tough Boys and all that. But, um, dude, I think um, it's been fun. It's been yeah. fun chatting. Oh, we're done? Uh, yeah, oh, I oh, guess I, so. Yeah. I, I could talk to you for hours, oh, Andy. Yeah, that's right. Tough <laughs> fun. No, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to, oh, well, I'm aching for a beer and I think. Fuck yeah, man. Well, it's midday, so there you go. Mm. So we'll. Uh, That's beer club. I'm gonna go off and do that and uh, get yeah. ready for the rest of the day. Sweet man. Well, um, yeah, I'll see you tonight. Hopefully, you will. Excellent. Right, thanks, man. Check out the new single this Sunday, the 29th of March, 2020, Greek Olympics. I'll update the show notes after the 29th of March if you're listening to this a little bit after the fact. Um, and I'll put the video clip for that song. That is my favorite song off the EP, by the way. Like, so, so good. So it just, I can't get it out of my head. So I'm really, really happy that uh, there's a video clip for it. And I have no idea what it will be. So I've got high expectations, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'll also have the uh, video clip for Sexy Man in the show notes as well, and I'll have all the links to Lance, um, Tough Boys, and also um, mentioning this podcast episode, me as well. Not me being Andy, but me, his project, uh, will be in the show notes as well. So you can uh, click through on your podcast player or go to Andy Dowling net or andysocial.net as well. Uh, before we wrap it up, if you want to learn more about me, you can go to andydowling.net. Um, you can check out our band Lord. You can go and check out the other podcasts that I've been involved with, Cell Starter and Nod to the Old School. 
andydelling.net is the easiest place to go. You can also donate to the podcast. The more money I get in, the more podcast gear I can buy, the more podcast uh, episodes I can put out, um, the more places I can travel and go and do podcasts with people or baby, maybe baby, maybe bribe people to my place to do podcasts as well. Who knows? The money goes back into the podcast anyway. So you can go to paypal.me slash andydellingofficial. More episodes coming up in the coming weeks. We're in Corona Haven at the moment. Um, one thing that uh, I will mention is that uh, just of this evening, because I'm recording this uh, intro and outro very close to release date, um, the poor tough boys have had to cancel their Australian tour because of the whole coronavirus thing. So um, probably more so postponed. I'm sure those dates will pop back up in the future. But uh, uh, big shame, but uh, everything's getting cancelled at the moment. So while we're all homebound, or most of us, uh, make sure you listen to heaps of podcasts, support uh, podcasters, support musicians, um, and just get out there and, uh, well, don't get out there, but, you know, get out there in the internet and uh, share stuff around and, uh, you know, you know what I mean. Anyway, more episodes coming. Um, a crazy talk episode will be out next week. Um, another guest episode, uh, next week as well. Two episodes a week. If you're new to the podcast, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, that's enough until next week, folks. Ta-ta. Larry. Larry, please.